0: Welcome, folks, back to the second episode of It's Funny to Me with your host, me, Matt Clark. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I had a tremendous time, our first episode, talking to my friend and great comedian who opens for the great Brian Regan, my friend Stephen Rogers. Um, We talked a lot about comedy. I probably talked more about myself than I should. Uh, But this is a learning process, folks, so you get that. Uh, And then, of course, you know, um, I have an ego. So uh, what other person has a pin of themselves on themselves, other than a person like myself? That's a lot of myself. At least I'm not talking about Matt Clark in the third person or first person, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, I went to Catholic school. So anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, um, our our second guest today, I'm very excited about. Uh, We've done some shows together. He is a local personality in Syracuse. He is a comedian. He is the voice of Syracuse. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Gomez Adams.
1: Yes, put your hands together. Clarky, how are you, my friend? Hey, why, yeah, brother?
0: <laughs>
1: well, was, that, you. was that a
0: good intro or a lot of myself there?
1: That was a fine intro. And, you know, you mentioned Steve Rogers, and he, he like you said, he's opening for Brian Regan. He started as my intern on the radio station in syracuse no oh, yeah Stephen very was...
0: serendipitous i would say
1: absolutely as you're doing the intro and mentioning steven he was a local student in the syracuse at uh, onondaga community college uh and he was my intern for i don't know a couple of years wow and great yeah wait when he started doing stand-up and it's got to be you know seven or eight years ago okay he... and you know and you know steven and he's kind of an unassuming low-key yeah. kind of guy so when he was uh, an intern uh he was just yeah good kid nice guy but kind of quiet when he started to mention like off you know off microphone that you know so he had been doing you know some open mic stuff at that uh, you know for Great. comedy and I said well good for you man you know we really encouraged him to you know to keep doing that and he started producing his own shows locally and he got good at promoting himself and i did a couple of shows with him too and then lo and behold he's famous now
0: yeah you know uh I don't want to say right place, right time, because the kid's talented. He really, he really is.
1: And he works hard. He works hard at it.
0: And it's, it's one of those things. I think, um, I think the great Chris Rock was quoted as saying, comedians are really nice to each other until someone else is doing better than you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's one of of those things. There's some jealousy there, but you know, honestly, I, I'm truly happy for Steven.
1: I think absolutely he works hard, man. I mean, he, uh, uh, he, writes he, a, he writes a lot. He writes a lot, and he'll go from opening for Brian Regan at some big theater in Seattle or wherever to you know four days later showing up at an open mic night somewhere, looking yeah. to get some stage time and 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 work at the craft, and yeah. um, just a good and there's nothing and you can attest to this too, Matt. There's nothing funnier to a comic than watching another comic bomb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but, well listen, I didn't realize that until a few times of hitting the bricks myself. Um but yeah. It's it's uh it's it's a scary situation now. So yeah. listen, so uh Gomez, you have been doing uh radio and comedy for 30 plus years. I-, I mean
1: the radio part for 40. 40 this past okay. October, I didn't want 40 to date you. My- you know what <laughs> you know, you want- Because you're a young looking strapping fellow. Thank you, Matt. Uh yeah. And the comedy is just, I've always liked it and like you and like everybody else. You know, I grew up in an era, you know, watching all the, you know, Carol Burnett show and those comedy shows back in the day. So, you know, I used to love Tim Conway. I always thought he was a, you know, every time he was on the Carol Burnett show, to me, that was always the highlight. And then after that, it was Saturday Night Live and then just stand-ups in general. And probably like you, Matt, and other guys, I, I would stay up late. If I saw in the back in the newspaper before you you could google like hey who's gonna be on the tonight show tonight right. you know and if there was gonna be a, a comedian on the Johnny Carson show I'd uh suddenly get a scratchy throat and convince my mom I was ill <laughs> and that wasn't gonna go into school the next day so I could stay up and watch whoever yeah. you know whatever comedian was on there so I just uh, always had the interest and I started doing it eh, kind of on and off a little bit in the in the nineties with uh our pal the late mike goss i don't know if you ever worked with mike or i i
0: i I have not uh i have done a couple of benefits for his uh wife jessa who does the uh the ms um i I'm, i'm i'm horrible right now i my brain i don't know i had covid now everything i can't remember um but they are i think the central new york ms
1: yes Jess. she's she's like the director yeah. of it I think and yeah. she's she's been with them for for, yeah, for she years
0: it am, does amazing work and 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 definitely uh she's a wonderful person yeah
1: yeah but I've never, I
0: never met Mike no but I, yeah. I've heard you and uh Nick Mara talk very highly oh, of him. Yeah. just
1: a good-hearted guy and just generous as far as and when I started doing stand-up he was doing uh every Wednesday night in Syracuse at the spaghetti warehouse he'd just got a hold of like the private room that you would you know have for dinners or parties or whatever like oh, okay. that. And so every Wednesday night he had a comedy show there and I, wow. you know, just saw him, you know, we'd go to breakfast and I said, Hey Mike, you might, I want to go down and, he, you know, sure. You know, for Mike, every, you know, comedy is like the van and dumb and dumber, you know, it's like, uh, everybody hey, come on I, in, come on in. Sure. So he just let, he, he was generous with the time and the stage time. And that's, how I started doing it, you know, on the Wednesday night Spaghetti Warehouse shows, and then slowly, you know, I'd start opening for Mike if he had a show or a gig somewhere. Um, now, what's Matt? What's do you remember the first time you got paid to do stand up comedy? Uh,
0: yes and no. So, yeah, I say yes because I, <laughs> I, yeah.
1: uh, I got
0: paid a hundred dollars because I won the local comedy competition at the
1: Lake Ontario. and Mr. Uh, so Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> I don't want to brag it. Yeah, but
0: I love my kitty. He he was uh, really good to me as far as like you know opening the door slightly for me as far as uh comedy goes. But um after that it was like 15 years before I did anything else. So it was it was like really strange the way I came uh-huh. through. You know
1: there's no it's the thing about it to me there's no right or wrong way and you know and funny is funny it, regardless you know if someone's young or old or yeah you know male female anything in between it doesn't make any difference Absolutely. funny funny is funny and there's no timetable to it so good for you for because you know and you can attest that it's everybody you, you you have an itch it's like and it's there like all the time you wanted you want to get up and do it
0: yeah you know and, and for me your career you know, with going on the morning show for, for, for almost 40 years, yeah. you have to be a comedian. You know what I mean? Because people are not going to listen to you if you're like, and, uh, here comes Zario's speed you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know, the, my boss where I am now at TK 99 is very much into, you know, personality radio and it encourages yeah that and it's not you know it's a rock station so it's not npr and it's not you know news talk so there's
0: a little bit more leeway right
1: yeah a lot of leeway and the fun is encouraged and you know and it's and it's it's actually a good opportunity to try out material which is hard to do unless you're getting stage time somewhere to you know write some thoughts or jokes or lines and you don't you don't know if they're funny until you try it somewhere right So, uh, on the radio kind of gives me a chance to do that before I then go bomb in front of people.
0: (laughs) And and that's the thing too, you know, um, where I live, there's really not any stage time. Um, and you know, there's, there's some open mics trying to go, uh, they're trying to get some like open mic stuff going on in Alex Bay. Um, you know, I know Syracuse has a couple now, uh, obviously, you know, the whole pandemic really crushed everything. Oh Yeah. Um, and you know, for, for, for comedy in our area, there really isn't much. I mean, in unless there's a show that is being put on at a restaurant or an Elks or a, whatever, you know, or, or just these smaller gigs, there's no real true like comedy club per se up here.
1: Um, there's they, your opening, Matt. Open one, Clarkies. Yeah, sure, Clarkies House of Comedy. Hey, listen,
0: do they take checks? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know if they yeah. do. I've got a whole bunch of them up in a box upstairs.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. uh, in the North Country in Watertown, uh, Matt, you've done a great job of putting yourself in that position. To be honest with you, I mean, you do shows. I've done a couple with you, the USO shows, yeah. for the Fort yeah. Drum guys, and uh, I did. I remember a, a show with you up way up north
0: oh yeah near the
1: aquasani fun. you know it was at the uh, pit stop diner yes
0: the pit stop diner yeah pit stop diner, yeah. Pit stop diner. and
1: remember that was an interesting show <laughs> well <laughs> i remember I, I met you in watertown i came up yeah. you know 81 and i got up and I, it might have been like at your wife's
0: yeah hair my wife's salon. Salon. my, hair, my wife's hair salon yeah
1: yeah so i was all ready to drive because i like driving uh, but you said that, hey do you mind if i drive you want to hop in the van and said yeah sure yeah and i remember i hopped in the van. And it was filled with uh, liquor and booze because you were, yeah. you were doing. <laughs> you were... There's that. There is that from your day job. Sure. But so we spent like some time driving up to the gig and I helped you deliver cases of liquor to li- various liquor stores and pot jam. Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, you, it's, it's a nice thing we you can you, incorporate yeah. both, both uh, things and get paid both ways too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, so we yeah, we've done some uh, some gigs together. and you know, I, I can't thank you enough um, for your help and your assistance with the USO shows. So uh, for people who don't know, uh, the USO Fort Drum, who is locally here in Watertown, um, we, myself and Brian Doran came up with the idea, hey, let's do a USO show to benefit them. Uh, because they're not going to send us overseas, you know, pre- yeah. because obviously this will not, <laughs> you know, this will not fit into a, uh, a bulletproof vest. Um. So, yeah, so we, we did about five shows and with those five shows, we've, we raised over $25,000 and uh,
1: yeah, and oh, up on the back. That's absolutely. It's a great, effort. <laughs> it's a great show.
0: It's one of the things I'm most proud of really, but I got to tell you, you are. Uh, the
1: guy that you know
0: is always there like if somebody bails and Nobody i know i can call you and count on you and it's like you did that the last two times you know i do was, well i like do it
1: and also sometimes i think some of those opportunities come up and guys hesitate to call because it might be like a thursday night and they know i get yeah. up at like four in the morning you right know, for yeah, if, and it was, I think it was a Thursday night too. Yeah. yeah. So if it's, you know, but if it's within like a, you know, an hour or so and from my house uh, in Cicero to, you know, yeah, to Watertown, River, Georgia, yeah. it's not even an hour. So, but yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, and I don't
0: mean that in the fact that, you know, uh, I don't, I didn't want you on the show, but I, I, I appreciate you you're like the utility man. You know, it's like you can always count on you for a good set and you're, you're, you don't ever seem nervous Now th- that's one of my questions for you uh, A little segue here um, You've been on the radio for, for as long as you have and yeah. Now <clears throat> I've seen You perform Stand up But I've also seen you On a tremendously large Stage and a huge Video screen <laughs> With Billy Joel behind you <laughs> Yes Backing you up <laughs> <laughs> that was I, I. I honestly, we we went to see Billy Joel at the Carrier Dome, and uh, you and I had probably met maybe a year or so prior. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boss bought tickets, and and me and my buddy and uh, our w- all our wives went. We went to the to the concert. We had great seats. Um, and then all of a sudden, Billy says, "Well, I'm going to bring somebody up on stage." Blah blah blah. This guy's done this, and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're going to bring up Gomez?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom! There you are on the jumbotron, you know, inter- semi-introducing Billy Joel, and I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> well,
1: that was a, you I know, that was. I can
0: prove it. I got I got his number on my phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was 2015. You know, somewhere yeah. here, my desk, I have the, I have the ticket stub still because I want to get. Yeah. Uh, th- th- somebody took a great picture of me and, and Billy on stage oh, wow, I, I I never got like I wasn't like right next to him but he was at the piano and I was at the center stage right but the whole way that thing happened like I wasn't even going to the show quite honestly I was it was a Friday night and I had the tickets to the Syracuse crunch hockey game that wow. Friday night but then um the day that day my program director called and she said um, hey I just got an email from the promoter from Billy Joel's at the dome and they just found, you know, they must have Googled classic rock stations in Syracuse and called out of the blue, they want to know if, if somebody could go and introduce Billy Joel in the dome tonight. And oh, that's like, awesome, man. Yeah, so I was like, you know, at the time, you know, <laughs> I'd seen Billy Joel fortunately, maybe three times prior, and I'd, I was really all set for the hockey game. I had My buddies were going and we had, you know, we had beers in the restaurant, so I it wasn't like an automatic like, yeah, I'm going. It was like, Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, see, can you get a ticket for <laughs> my, God, my huh? wife, too? I, uh, You know, can I get a parking pass? So, I, you know, I, I worked it. So I get me a parking pass and we went up to the show. And then before the country, I met the promoter who she walked me around backstage to show me where things were. And she walked me into what, if you've been in the carry room before, this would be um. Uh, the locker room that the su the home locker room okay if you're if you're at the dome the home for the basketball team it's the locker room they come out of that was like kind of where they set up all their tech stuff so she walked me in there and there's you know computers all set up and desks and she said i'll have you sit here next to billy for a minute i go to get the sound guy to ask him a couple of questions so you know i sat down next to billy joel and he was you know he had like a a yankee hat on he didn't have his gigging outfit on yet but we chatted for a minute and he had his laptop open and he was watching videos from the band, uh, the, the rascal, the young rascals. Oh, wow. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to use these guys at one of my medicine square garden shows. So I was just watching some of the videos. So that's cool. So I just chatted for a minute and then I got up to leave and they just kind of walked me around to another, like a catering area. And then the woman said, okay, you'll have like three or four minutes up there to do your thing. And then, you know, I was like, three or four minutes for what? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. How how long does this say, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Billy Joel? (laughs) Yeah, I thought that's what it was
1: because, you know, we do those all the time. Like, hey, thanks for coming. Here's Billy Joel or here's whoever. Um, And I said, like four minutes to do what? And she said, well, you know, it's his seventh time here in the dome and, you know, just say (laughs) hi and talk to the crowd and then, uh, okay, you know, so that really threw me off. You talk about being nervous in front of, you know, a big crowd. At that moment, I really was nervous. Like, what am I going to do? I'd have no idea what to say for four minutes other than, here's Billy Joel. Yeah,
0: I mean, there was, you know,
1: tens of thousands of people there, you know, yeah, like 40,000 people. Yeah. And then, then at one point she came back and she said, Billy wants to know, how do you want him to introduce you? Oh I, so that, I, I thought I was introducing him. She said, well, he's going to play a couple songs and then bring you up and do your thing there. And so I just said, just, you know, Gomez from TK99, I just make it easy uh and that's the the show started and then i was yeah backstage. he gave you a little bit more than that interview or or uh oh, intro. oh without a doubt yeah, yeah. oh I mean, yeah
0: he really built you up and i was like
1: yes you know it was cool i had that on exciting. video. that well and i remember walking i was on stage and i had my like here's my cell phone right here but i had it in like my pocket of my i had a coat a jacket on like a leather jacket yeah. And as soon as I got up, all my friends were there. My phone started like in my pocket, buzzing, 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 buzzing. You know, like, you know, texting stuff and pictures and, and, and you know, hey, that's cool, man. That's uh, awesome. But uh, I, I remember walking off the stage thinking, you know what, if I, if I got fired tomorrow and this was the end, I can live with it. Because that was Thank like the coolest you, yeah. thing ever happened to me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing too, you know, with with you being in the radio uh for so long you had to have met a lot of like musicians that have gone through uh syracuse you know because they would obviously want to promote their shows prior to the show on the radio whatever you know did you ever really were you ever like in awe
1: of of a musician that you've met um well that would have been right up there you know billy joel um as far as other uh, uh eddie van halen you know, wow. it was like a backstage meet and greet at the uh state fair when Van Halen played in in the 90s. I couldn't tell you the exact year. But Eddie was one of, you know, one of those rock and roll heroes. Yeah, it, it couldn't have been nicer. You know, just it, 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 and this was he smelled like Heineken's. So he this was, and this was before <laughs> the show. So he, he'd had a couple.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. A lot of people who have met Eddie over the years. What a sweetheart. You know what I mean? Yes, that, that's. Uh, and well, I mean, he's it's true. probably a sweetheart, unless you're David Lee Roth, <laughs> Sammy Hagar.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? like, as far as being in awe, uh, I met my ult- my ultimate. Like, who for you, Matt, is your comedy hero? Oh like, God! I know there's a, a there's a lot that we all there's, liked and emulated or wanted to.
0: There's there's so many. um I think probably Bill Hicks was the guy that really um, made me want to really do it. Uh I just, just the way he, he did his bits and, you know, just how smart he was about things. And listen, I, I'm, I I don't consider myself a smart comedian, um, but I just, I really enjoyed the specials that I saw of Bill and, um, You know, as what I like to call myself, I've told I've told this to a couple other comedian friends of mine. I I consider myself almost like a more of a student of comedy. I I like everybody. You know, there's really nobody that I've ever
1: gone. uh, You know,
0: no, I I there's some material, but not like an actual person. Go, uh, You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, My Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. uh, I met him twice here. I'll, I'll hold up one picture there if you can see that.
0: Oh, beautiful. Now, did he give you the card? I guess he's got a card um, that says you've met
1: Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd heard the same thing. And yeah. I first- I've I'm
0: always, I've always like wanted to have one type
1: thing, you know? <laughs> and I'm not like a an autograph kind of guy, like if I see right. somebody, uh, but I was at it was 1997, and I was at the I went to the HBO Comedy Arts Festival in, in wow. Aspen, Colorado. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but at the time it was a thing. And I just, you know, I just wanted to go. So I got the tickets, got the flight and the whole thing. And I got out there. And this was pre, you know, cell phone, obviously. It was 1997. Oh, yeah. But, and I had no intention on getting autographs or pictures. But I was at an event and like, everybody was like, right, you know, you know, Chris Farley, you know, Adam Sandler, everybody from Saturday Night Live, George Carlin. Wow. yeah, you know, They're all like right there. And then I saw that Steve Martin was there. So I went and I bought one of those little Instamatic cameras. Yeah, the old. Yep. And I, and I came back to the event and it was my first selfie ever was with not that one. I got an older picture. I don't know where that is of me and Steve Martin, just that I just kind of held out like that, but he gave me, I I call it, he gave me a Steve Martin because he was talking to somebody I didn't want to interrupt him, but he was done. He kind of turned and I said, Steve, I, you know, I'm, you know, just a big fan. Do you mind if I get a picture with you? They kind of, you know, gonna yeah. give me a squint like that, He goes, "Okay." <laughs> so it, it was a, to me as a compliment because I thought I made him, you know, like cringe,
0: yeah, but yeah, yeah, he, like, was bit,
1: he was doing a bit for you. He was yeah. doing a bit. He did, he yeah. did a bit for me. So my my Steve Martin. So as far as like guys that I've been in awe of in showbiz and entertainment, Steve Martin would be right up there. The musicians, Eddie Van Halen. Um, Billy Joel, geez, I'm I'm trying to think of there's just been so many. Like, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure over the years,
0: tons of guys that have gone through or people, and and it just it, it's cool to see, uh, you know, people who are famous kind of in their own element. I'm sure you get them that way, you know, that yeah. they're not putting themselves on as far as you know that goes. You know, when the radio goes off, it's just hey, how are you type thing. You know, I think that's yeah. That's we that's had, one of the things that's that's probably pretty cool. We had
1: a, a phone interview with uh, the late Robert Palmer. Oh wow! And here's this is a weird thing. I could probably you could Google it to find out when it was because we interviewed him on the radio and he died the next day. Oh my God! We, so we, was we this were something the, you said? No, but the, you know we oh. you know, we were the last radio interview that he did. So oh a lot of God. publications wanted a copy of that. You know that. Right. You know, he'd been. It was unexpected, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, and you know, there's a couple of stories like that. It was, you know, it was a joke around work that I was a curse because I literally took a picture with um, Bill Cosby at the Landmark Theater, and it, the story up to like the next day was awesome. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was literally wow. Bill Cosby. You're and like the kiss but, of death. So. Yeah. So,
0: so so in other words i my podcast is going nowhere thank it's you going so.
1: nowhere just don't get a just don't get a picture next to me, but like <laughs> so I had this great picture of me and Bill Cosby, and like that week, that's when it all the oh, wheels wow. fell off. I had a picture with uh, Elliot Spitzer, oh geez. Our, you know literally a week later he's client number nine, like like one right after the other, there's a whole bunch of these. I have a picture with Bill Clinton. Oh, <laughs> God. So it's just yeah. a joke. Don't you don't want to get If your you picture. only
0: had a, a bottle of stain remover, everything would have been different. <laughs> True. Oh but, my uh, goodness. Good That's people. hilarious. <laughs> See, I told you comedian first, radio personality second. <laughs> <laughs> I Fun mean time you, though. You, like I said, you gotta be. You're you're waking up at, you know five o'clock in the morning to go make the donuts, yeah. as you say. Yeah, uh, and uh you know, you've, you've got to be upbeat and you've got to be the people's first thing they hear in the morning. You know, it's, that's a, that's a tremendous, uh, yeah, that's a tremendous gig. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's a, it's a lot bigger than, than people think. I, I, I really respect you for that. That's, it's an amazing
1: accomplishment. Yeah. And especially going
0: on for, for as long as you have, I mean,
1: yeah cuz well it's like the same as a comedy show there's you know there's good shows and there's not so good shows and sure. you know bits at least like on the radio if you're if we get into a segment or a bit or an interview or whatever it is and it's not going well yeah. I can just, you know, I can cut it short and sure. play Rolling Stones tune yeah. go and "Go get a cup of coffee." But you yeah, know,
0: you, you know, <laughs> do you have that like that that record queued up? It's like the, yep. you know, if if the Oscars they start their their speech starts going on a little too long, they're
1: yeah. playing <laughs> play you off music. It's like okay, time to, But no, but, you know, at least that way, it's just you or whoever in the studio, and you, you, know, you, you can tell if it went well or not. But on yeah. stage. You know, if it's not going well, there's you're just there. There's no uh, record to play. There's yeah, no out. You're just going to suck it up and plow yeah. through it.
0: Reminds me of that song. Oh, by myself.
1: <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to. Oh, man. What's you know, honestly, like?
0: talk about the Oscars. So um, Steve Rogers and I did not talk about the whole Will Smith thing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of on purpose uh, because, I mean. It has gone on, but it seems to keep going. Is is that something that people are talking to you a lot about?
1: Yeah, it's right when it happened, I I didn't see it live because it was on a Sunday night, I think the Oscars are. So I'd gone to bed and then I woke up the next morning. And uh, generally my routine in the morning, I get up around four and I'll go down for, you know, get a cup of coffee and I'll flip on. You know the network news, and that's all they were talking about, and showing the right. video, and it's like, oh my god! Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, and it's that when I first saw it, I thought, well, I must just they must have been a bit of some kind, or maybe they worked at, you know, yeah, you I, it. First, you I, know, when I first saw it, but then obviously, clearly, clearly, it uh, it wasn't. But I think what what it keeps going on because of the moment. Obviously, it happened during the the Academy Awards, but it got you know it gets. Broken down like the Zabruder film, like yeah. okay now, now look here there's he's got an open hand here, but then they'll show his wife and her rolling her eyes, you know, but then then the theories are, well, if you look at the timing, she's not rolling her eyes at Chris Rock for telling the joke, she's rolling her eyes at Will Smith because he laughed oh at gosh, the joke yeah. wow well, there's that was probably the that's probably the
0: thing that threw him <laughs> over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> he got caught
1: he did get caught and you know just the way he kind of handled it or didn't at first and you know i just uh actually before coming on here with you for this uh for the podcast i'd seen uh read a couple of comments from jay leno yeah who just mentioned that he was talking about that incident and he said he thinks what made it worse and maybe why people are talking about it wasn't the fact that he slapped them but when he sat down and started swearing from his seat when he was saying keep your wife's name out your effing mouth you right. know and did it like twice, and you could see the anger in his face. Right. You know, like, okay, it's not a bit. Okay, he slapped him, but this guy's got—he might have an issue here, Oof, like yeah. you know, like anger problems. So, I think it just keeps getting talked about because there's so many different layers to it now. Yeah.
0: And I, I've, I've, I've been on YouTube and watched a lot of you know comedians comment about it, and they are, well, boy. And and so, so these, these comedians are really up in arms about it. And honestly, you know, I really believe they should be,
1: you know. Well, it's the ultimate, you know, it's, whatever. We've all bombed or told a joke. It didn't sure. come out right. Or you've been at a club where there's a, a comic on stage who is, you know, pr- maybe pretty aggressive yeah. or whatever. And maybe, uh, you know, goes over the line. But it's like, whatever. You just don't laugh. So the ultimate for a comedian is if you don't laugh at it, then. Right. You know, then you move on. Yeah, but the yeah, fact it, that they, they let them get on stage and, and hit him. Oh, uh, you know, and I know they didn't were...
0: take him out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then they gave him a standing ovation at the end. Yeah, and it's exactly. Like... <laughs> so...
0: It's just strike three, you know. And you know, I said to my wife, uh, we we talked about it, and I said, you know, th- this this makes me nervous for comedians. Um, You know, this does this give people the license to think that they're going to step up on stage? And yeah. you know, do whatever they want. Um, you know that that's that's what's you know scary. The thing about it is, is we're there to, in my opinion, ha- allow people to escape for a while and just have mm-hmm. some laughs. You know, not everything is going to be funny. Not everything might be your thing, but it's if if everybody's there having a good time why do you feel you have the right to be the one person that's going to ruin it? You know, it's, yeah. it, it blows my mind. And I, and I said to my wife, I'm like, you know, he, he really should have just like gave him the wave off. Like not cool, bro. And then afterwards spoke to him about it. And yeah. then there's media everywhere. You, you can yeah. afterwards, you can say, you know, my wife is, is dealing with this. And um uh what chris rock said was very insensitive about that and i and yeah and i really hope he apologizes that that would have been the classiest thing to do instead of what he did you know and obviously you know hindsight's 2020 and everybody's an armchair quarterback but
1: hey you know you're a grown man yeah it was handled poorly and now everybody and you know from stage we've all been heckled at times, oh, you know, sure. that's that's one thing, you know, if somebody if you don't like a joke or whatever and somebody yells out something, but fine. But what's the do you have like a specific event of oh, I've heckling? Had a couple but... I've, I've had a couple
0: <laughs> I've had a couple of events that uh, just <laughs> the one was just horrific and it and it really just bothers me. It was a corporate gig and they're like, you know, you were dirty and this and that, and I'm like, Well, you got a hold of me through my website. And on my website, there's film <laughs> of what I say. And I pretty much said what I said on stage in the film, you know, you know, kind of like buyer beware. Well, that didn't that didn't go over well. No, nope. uh, but uh, I don't know if I talked about this when I, when I talk about it with Steve is uh, Brian Doran And I worked with Nick Mara at this place down in Tully. Place was packed. Brian got up. He did a 15 minute set killed. Everybody was laughing, having a great time. I got up. I did a 30 minute set. In my opinion, I killed everybody was clapping, having a good time. So we're sitting there. The place was packed. No, no other seats to be found. So we grabbed two chairs and we slid up against the wall in the back of the, the, the building. And this lady comes over and she has got the biggest smile on her face that she could ever see and she leans in to us and says, I'd just like to let you know both know that I think you're vulgar and disgusting. <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> so Brian goes, Well,
1: thanks Ooh. for coming.
0: And I go, and I go, Well, thanks for paying. Yep. You know. <laughs> it was just like, how you know, how can you say that? It wasn't that bad. <laughs> And then I said to Brian, I said, okay, wait, let me get this straight. Am I vulgar and you're disgusting, or are you vulgar and I'm disgusting?
1: <laughs> I would I say.
0: Be, I want to be disgusting.
1: I was going to say, I, just knowing both of you, I would have I given you the disgusting one. And I in appreciate the vulgar it. One. Thank you. That means,
0: <laughs> that means a tremendous amount to me. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> I remember, like, early, one of the first early gigs that I did was on Sayer, Pennsylvania. There was a guy that put together, like, Every couple of months, it was a comedy show, and he and he did a good job. He sold it out. And it was a big room at a hotel down there. Oh yeah, great! And it was you know it'd be like a couple of hundred people. And it was always jamming. It's the first one I ever did. It. I got seventy five bucks. You know, the first time I ever did it, and I was like, and I had a room for the night. It was like, wow, I'm on the road. I'm a, I'm a pro comic here. But <laughs> I went down. Uh, maybe the gig after that, and it was uh, Bacardi night. Before like the comedy show started, so people have been sitting there for two hours, getting lubed up, getting lubed up on Bacardi night, and I'm, you know, I was just starting out, and I had, you know, when you're just starting a few, you know, you're trying to get like ten minutes of decent stuff together to, you know, to host a show. So I was hosting it, trying to get through my stuff, and you know, especially when you first start out, you're, for me anyway, I was like memorizing too much and not kind of letting it flow. So you know, you you kind of get off. Doesn't take much to throw you off, but some guy yelled out. I don't remember what he yelled out, and they were all loaded. It was Bacardi night. They were just, it was loud and they were trashed. So I had the microphone. I just asked the guy, because it was kind of a funny comment, whatever it was that he said, and people were laughing. And I just asked, Hey, that's hey, what's your what's your name? And he goes, I want to F you in the mouth. (laughs) Wow okay time to bring up your next comic that guy's guy's interesting yeah
0: (laughs) Bacardi's made me say (laughs) Bacardi has made me say a lot of things Gomez but I've never said that to another man
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay time to bring up your next comic thanks for coming tonight that was it I I was like maybe four minutes in I bailed that's it I'm out I can't handle this (laughs) oh my god
0: it's 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 one of those things you know Mm. being on stage and being the only one talking is is, yeah. is somewhat nerve wracking, and then when somebody else starts chiming in,
1: it's uh, well it, when you're not ready. For, and some guys, and you know, the more you do it, you get more comfortable. And sure. the really good comics, if you're good enough, you don't get heckled really because right. you're you're in control and people are following you along. But there's a lot of room, you know, between when you're starting out to sure. get to that level. So, sure, uh, I'm still it's, trying. It's, it's it's hard. It's an ongoing. You know, and I wrestled with that. I'll be honest with you, Matt, for a while because it's, it's never, it's never done. You know, I was I was always a math guy when I was growing up in school, math and science. So here's the equation. Here's the answer. Right. On to the next question. Comedy is never. It's never done. It's always evolving and always improving, hopefully, and always changing. So there's no, what you know, you could do a two shows at the Funny Bone on a Friday night. The first show it's a home run the second show same material different crowd and, and you bomb and yeah. it's like well how is that possible you know and it's it's maddening it but cr- it makes you go and, and work on it
0: yeah it, it, it that's nerve wracking you know
1: yeah it's uh,
0: yeah I mean I've, I've done some jokes in the past that you know I thought wow this is one of my better you know better bits and then you know do it in one place and it's like crickets <laughs> <laughs> My, don't you guys want to talk to the people from the last show <laughs> who thought that was hilarious yeah, it just, yeah it's crazy it, there's no there's no true mm-hmm. i think formula for it that's why no it's it's uh i don't want to say dangerous but that's why i think it, it gives people it that is.
1: that uh it's a thrill it's yeah, like you know thrill to get on stage yeah it's working without a net it's just, you know, and uh, there's one, I can't remember the name of the comic and I may have seen the guy on on television actually now that I think about it, but he was up, and you know, it's an established headlining guy and it was in a club. It, it might've been on Showtime, like at the comedy store or something like that. And he just, you know, told the line, it just went flat like that, just like crickets in silence. But he, and he stood there like longer than I would have without doing anything or saying anything. And he said, I wait for the silence to become as uncomfortable for me as it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's yeah. great. That's a, that's
0: a, that's <laughs> nobody a good... is going to say a word.
1: <laughs> no. I wait for it's as uncomfortable for me as it is for you. <laughs> oh my that's great.
0: So now where do you see yourself uh, comedy-wise within the next few years? Do you, do you want to do a lot more stand-up or... Is that something that,
1: you know? Yeah, I do. And and uh, fairly recently, I had been uh, at the Funny Bone and uh, did a weekend. Uh, the headliner is uh, Carmen Lynch. Uh, very funny uh, lady. And, you know, she's, A, she's very funny. B, she also does shows in Spanish. Oh, no kidding. Bilingual. So she can do the entire show in, you know, in Spanish wow. or English or whatever. Uh, and it was just, and I hadn't been on stage, to be honest, in a while because of COVID and a lot of reasons, sure. you know, so it was the first time. And it was like one show on a Friday, two on Saturday. And the first show Friday, it was okay, not great, but it just felt good to be back up there again. Yeah. But, you know, by the end of the weekend and it went well, uh, you know, and the guy, the manager, you know, I'm going to, he's going to have me back and it went pretty well like that. It just, it gives you that, you know, that desire to get up and do it again. So. Yeah. That's what I want to do more of that now that things are opening up again. And as you said earlier, at the top of the podcast, there are places around doing, you know, open mics in Syracuse There's two or three places. There's, you know, and I I long time ago drove to Rochester on a Wednesday night to do like a guest set at uh, not the Carlson. That wasn't around yet, but it was where the Comics Cafe, it might have been called at the time. But those types of things, that's that's the only way to get good at it. Yeah.
0: I used to drive to O'Day's in uh, Syracuse from Watertown. You know, you yeah. drive an hour down and you do five minutes and you drive an hour back. It's and five around. minutes you're doing is front, in front of pretty much your peers. It's pretty much just comedians, you know. And, you know, yeah, I yeah. love those guys. And But the thing is, is. They're really not going to give you the true feedback
1: that you really need, you know. Yeah, because they're you know they're being. They're, and what's cool about it is that the comedy community, no matter what town, is very supportive of, of each other. Yeah. and they'll show up, help each other out. And like you said, they'll applaud. And it, it, but it's you know you need, I guess the the the, the cold hard yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know, and the thing is too is they're they're half listening because they're yeah thinking of their set or whatever or thinking of what they just did and trying to figure out what would be better. And, you know, and it's like, you know, I've done this one bit where, um, I used to, you throw the F bomb. Uh And I said to myself, I'm like, you know, you don't really need to do that. Well, that same bit, I took the, I took it out and it was like, eh, but a well-placed F bomb, in my opinion, can make a joke funnier sure you know, i it, agree with It's that. not like every f this f that but um yeah i mean it just it was one of those things i've tried tried it like 10 times without and then i tried it 10 times with and each time that i did it with the f-bomb way way more of a response <laughs>
1: It's, no, it's like, what, you know, what do you want? What do you want from I, it? You I, want me? I try be,
0: you want me to be clean, but you won't laugh if it's clean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh, uh, the late comic Rich Jenny? Yes, Richard he, Jenny. He was one of my favorites, too. Platypus Man, yeah. Platypus Man, he was in The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah. And he, had a, you know, he was his buddy that worked at the bank. But when he was kind of starting out in the 80s, he would come through town at uh, Wise Guys, which was the comedy club in town here yeah. for a number of years. And I did, at the time, I was doing, like, overnight radio. So I would, and I lived only a couple of miles from the original location of that comedy club. So I'd stop down, watch a show on a Wednesday, and then go to work. So I got to know some of these guys early on. Rich Jenny was one of them. And, like, during the day, I'd go, once in a while, I'd go have lunch with them at the hotel that, that they put the, the guys up. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, had, he, had, he, had, he had a Walkman. I went one time, he was sitting by the pool at this hotel. And he, he was listening to him, his set from the night before. And he was all excited. He goes, says, listen, listen to this. And so he, he puts the headphones in. Listen to that how I tell the joke here. So I listened to it. He goes, now wait. So he changes cassettes. He says, this is how I did it last week. I was done in Scranton. Oh, my God. Listen to that. And it was like, like two words were just flip-flopped. Yeah. And that's yeah. all it was. But that's the craft. That's a guy working at the yeah. craft of it. I mean, every time he would record it, listen back. Edit. Yeah, that, put you things have in a different order. You yeah, really do. And a lot of guys aren't, you know, it, 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 most people don't like the sound of their own voice the first time they hear it. Well, you know, they're like, "Oh my silver,
0: god, silver, <laughs> like you do, brother. <laughs>
1: I still don't like listening, but you know, a lot of it. Is, let me ask
0: you a question: You ever call like a pizza place and they go, "Is this Gomez?"
1: That's happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened a couple different times. Or I'm in line at, at like a. Uh, it's, you know, it's weird during COVID when we had to wear a mask. Oh yeah. So I'd be like at Wegman's, you know, checking out or whatever, and talking to the cashier, and they would wait a minute. I think I need that guy had a radio. Yeah, you know, they I get you know that kind of thing. But it was weird because it was during COVID because I didn't. You yeah, know, and your muffled. All I could hear that. Yeah, all I could hear was the voice. So, you know, a funny. This is kind of funny. Along those lines, we do stuff with SU Sports too, where the right. flagship station for Syracuse football and basketball. And we had gone down to uh, MetLife Stadium. It was a Syracuse Notre Dame football oh, yeah, game. Okay. Yeah. So we did a broadcast from there, and it was an afternoon game. So we, rather than spend the night on the Saturday night, we said, you know, we'll just blow out of here, drive, you know, get home at midnight. But we'd rather do that than whatever. So. I left the game, It's like the third quarter, and I'm driving the van, and then I'm pulling out, you know, I got the window open, because it was nice out, plus I wanted to hear, you know, the guy's directions from wh- which way we were going, and the guy goes, uh, yeah, okay, Gomez, just go down here, and then turn left in exit four, you know, and you know, I went, oh, you know, it's I'm down in New Jersey like that, and then his buddy goes, hey, how'd you know that guy's name, you know, that accent in Jersey, yeah. and the guy goes, is effing pictures on the side of the effing van. <laughs> I forgot I was driving the station van literally that's right hilarious. under the driver seat. my picture.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, good thing you didn't flip the guy off, right? Yeah. Hey, that's it's that true. guy. That's that guy. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah. I gotta tell you, this this is, this is has been a lot of fun. Uh, one, one real quick question, and then I'll let you go. So we talked about your heroes, you know, Steve Martin and stuff. So one question I have for you that I think I might know the answer to. Saltier Sweet. <laughs> it's, it's on your TK99 website. I was looking up stuff about you today. And they asked you the question, Saltier Sweet.
1: I forgot. I, mean, I,
0: I don't even know what I answered. I Did I, 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 I,
1: listen, did, did listen, I say sweet?
0: Did, I, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you. Because I I, I want to say
1: I'm I'm I haven't been on that in a long uh, time. <laughs> so I, I I'm assuming I said sweet, but I um, may I, not. I I'm gonna. I, oh, uh oh, dude, you I are, got it wrong. You are a disappointment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I failed my own quiz. It's it's a salty or sweet. It is. You said salty. <laughs> I remember what that was about. I just I just um you know took the veil <laughs> off of comedy. Yeah, it's like. I don't even know the answer to my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying hey, to laugh, but I go, I gotta ask him this question.
1: <laughs> Clark, hey man, it's great to get caught up in this. Good luck with the it's funny to me. Uh, good for you for doing it. And a lot of Listen, people I, talk I, about it and they I, don't I, do it. So good for you.
0: I truly, truly appreciate you coming on. And you know, like I said, you you're the utility man. I know I can always count on you, and I'm so happy you you uh volunteered to do this with me and I couldn't think of a better guest to have on my second episode. Thank you, Matt. It's funny to me, because, of course, it is funny to me.
1: <laughs> Matt, thank you, my friend. Sir, thank you so we much. You have a great night.
0: Soon. And ladies and gentlemen, check Gomez Adams out at TK99. All
1: and right. if you party. see him in the
0: van, just wave. Yeah. <laughs> see you, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh accommodating me tonight in your home or your car or wherever you listen to podcasts or see watch podcasts. Um we are in our infancy. This is only episode 2, but I'm very very happy to uh tell you there's a lot of guests that I've got in the waiting in the wings to do the show and I'm very lucky and I'm very blessed and honored that these guys who are um Heroes to me in their own rights um, As far as being comedians I love comedy And I hope you do as well And uh, I'm going to be working on getting some ladies I uh, I emailed a couple of lady comedians And I want to get them on as well Because they are so important to the comedy world And uh, remember You can laugh anything you know as long as it's funny to me so i don't know if that's going to be my sign off but i'm working on it so (laughs) anyway folks thank you so much for joining me with the podcast that's funny to me i am your host matt clark and we will be back with more
1: comedy and comedy talk in the near future thank you so much